Aloha Maui. Hey, this is Josh Porter. Jason Burkhardt. And Brian Thomas. Welcome to the Solar Coaster. This is episode 162. We got a chance to sit down in the Verbella platform, that virtual reality uh, trade show platform over at the Midwest Solar Expo a couple of weeks ago, and we met with Kyle Cherick again. Kyle Cherick is from solar.com, uh, a, I believe, a, a division or a relationship to pick 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 my solar pick your solar uh company uh and kyle's a really great guy we got you know i was really happy that we we met with him obviously it was interesting to do a radio show recording inside of verbella that was a new thing and then also uh <laughs> talking to kyle about the solar.com platform amazing url they have right and what their value proposition is and that they're coming to hawaii so a lot there how did you feel about that jay meeting with kyle in the verbella platform and talking about this stuff well, it certainly was the longest interview we had um, in the in the space, but it's just because there's so much to talk about. Uh, so, for those that don't know, Solar.com and the Pick My Solar uh, group is they they maintain a list of like vetted approved installers in lots of different regions across the United States, and they will help you get multiple quotes. I mean, it's one of the most laborious parts of getting solar for your home is just going out there and getting setting up meetings. If, if you even want to have somebody in your house at this point, uh, it, it's very, yeah. very difficult. <laughs> so they make it really, really easy streamlining the process. You know that they're they're dealing with good installers. They actually have their own little uh, warranty and, and coverage in addition to the, the installer's coverage. So if you go through solar.com, you get additional protection. I mean, there's just a lot of benefits to actually using the system. And it's and it's a whole lot easier <laughs> than, than doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's a couple of companies out here across the country that are offering these services. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see it. It, it hasn't taken shape in Hawaii, and probably for a, a good reason, because we were shaking out all this amazing technology in the solar plus storage space and that i think would have been difficult to do uh a year ago but they're they and others are starting to come into the hawaiian marketplace and offer this service here and it's going to be very valuable i I really think it could uh there was a term we got in one of these earlier interviews i think maybe with another company uh, that does this energy stage and they were talking about the asymmetry of information between the manufacturers between the installers and between the clientele and you know this has the opportunity to reduce that and create uh, you know, just uh, a, a better experience in the in, in the buying of solar. But also, can you imagine getting like deluged with proposals and having ten different salespeople? I know people that get like dozen, like a dozen quotes almost. So when you it's, do that, it's not even that. It's that they're all formatted differently, right? Everybody's going to give you a proposal, but it's always yeah. in their own little company's format. <laughs> it's like yeah. how do you how do you Compare one to the other. And you can't just compare. You can't say, hey, these are the only things I want to see. So sh- share that with me so I can make some reasonable comparisons. You know, uh, It yeah. is going to be uh, a really it's a cool show. It's a good chance to speak with Kyle. We'll get into that momentarily. And, uh, yeah, like I said, solar.com, they're going to be here. in. Uh, they're opening now. They're rolling out. They're looking for, by the way, for the installation community, they're looking for uh, installers to uh, be a part of their network. So if you're interested, give uh, solar.com a shout, and you can check those guys out. All right. All right. Ready to get going, guys? Always do it. Here we go. Hey, folks, this is the Solar Coaster. We are a renewable energy theme talk show right here in lovely Maui County. Can be found Fridays at 105 p.m. on Ka'oi 1110 a.m. Also, some FM stations 96.7 FM Central Maui, 96.5 FM Westside, 98.7 FM Upcountry. www.solar coaster.com is where you can listen live if you're outside of our broadcast area. Uh, We've got all the YouTube links, social media links, uh, blog posts, and everything else all exist up there. But the two most important things are the mailing list. If you've got a question, we've actually had a couple questions this past week. Um, we will get right back to you and answer as best we can uh, your questions about renewable energy and solar. Uh, but also all the old shows are archived up there, 160-plus shows deep now. Uh, we've talked about everything in the renewable energy space at this point, and if you're interested in a particular technology, whether it's electric vehicles, uh, hydrogen, uh, solar for your home, we've talked about it. Go on to solar-coaster.com and check out the show that is really relevant to you. For sure, for sure. And, you know, I want to just on, on a specific note right there, if you go to our YouTube channel, we have these in-depth interviews, you know, 10, 20 minutes with the innovators in these companies. For example, Solar Edge, for example, SunPower. I just spoke with the SunPower guys. They're actually, by the way, Jay, I didn't get a chance to mention this to you. They deployed some of their LFP solutions in California. They're looking to do some of the first ones in Hawaii recently, or new, that nice. they're going to be doing them soon. 
soon. Uh, but if you look up our YouTube channel, Solar Coaster, you find uh, the Sun Power interview from SPI, the uh, N Phase interview with Ragu Balor, the uh, the LG interview with LGE and the LG Chem partnership. These are some of the primary uh, solar plus storage uh, technologies that are 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 available. Panasonic is another great one, and that'll really give you a good a good sense of kind of what these products are offering. Uh, and you'll be well ahead of the game if you check those things out. Okay, so where were we? We got to do the sponsors, right? So uh, we are sponsored by some great companies here. Maui Office of Economic Development, Kamaaina First Program. We also have Fairwinds Wealth Management. Uh, of course, Brian Thomas is with us on the call today. We're going to get a chance to hear from him about uh, Enphase and some interesting things in the market, something to do with short sellers. Can't, can't wait to get in there, Brian. Talk to you about that. Uh, Enduro Shield and Perfectly Clear Glass. Uh, these guys are doing a coating uh, for uh, PV panels that uh, help to create more energy by reducing the cl amount of cleaning that's necessary. Very exciting technology. I think we're going to see more and more of that in the marketplace soon. We also have Sundrum Solar Heat Sink uh, Company doing some really cool things in the Maui marketplace. And then, as I mentioned before, Solar Edge has recently uh, gotten involved with us in a really interesting way. We're going to be creating uh, arguably one of the most what can I say? One of the most interesting home energy automation sites in the country. Uh, what they've done is they've created a something called the Energy Hub, and this Energy Hub has the ability to not only manage power from you create a DC coupled system, you have a battery, you're able to produce energy, you can upsize your solar by Jay. Check this out: two hundred percent because you have the, the battery to put that energy into, right? They can divert energy into an EV via their EV charger. You can divert energy into a hot water heater via their linear solar hot water heater attachment. You can load curtail with their, their smart plugs. We're going to be uh, installing this uh, equipment in a testing capacity and video documenting it and sharing it on air over the upcoming year as they roll out each of these technologies. This is some pretty radical stuff, and I can't wait to get started. I don't think it's going to be very long. So keep your ears tuned. Uh, to that. All right, time for news and events. Oop, looks like we lost our guys here. We're going to try to get them back on. Here we go. This is the wonderful world of virtual presence devices in the studio. We got Brian Thomas on the line. And okay, I just tried calling Jay here. And Let's there's Jay Jason, back. Jason's here right hello, here, hello. too. There he is. Look at that. On air. Fixed exactly, right away. exactly what we need is a super crowded <laughs> super credit super credit show is a whole lot of tech stuff are we at news yet we are at news i didn't even know i lost you guys while i was in my solar edge rant so we are at news That's jay okay. uh we are in your capable hands okay. would you like to start That's, out with the f-150 okay. absolutely right away we never miss a chance to talk about electric vehicles yeah. and this is a biggie so the 2021 um Ford F-150 has been released specs have been released for it and it's going to include a hybrid power solution so there's a hybrid Ooh. power plant um, which which is a regular um, gasoline engine tied with a small battery and electric motor for uh, for support um, the interesting thing about this is it's the first time the F-150 which is one of the best selling vehicles in the world um, is going to be paired with a hybrid with a hybrid system now it's not a plug-in hybrid so it's not going to be like a prius or something like that um it is it's a self-contained system and it's got a really kind of small battery in there that just helps out like think about it when you when you drive your truck when you press the gas hard is is where it uses most of the fuel and so this little electric motor is just supposed to offset some of that use when you're spurting a lot of fuel into the engine basically throwing it out the tailpipe um it, the electric helps offset a lot of that and it's at the end of the day it's it's supposed to have an, a 700 mile range per tank which is huge that's a big bonus yeah, they're Josh, going you about have this. One of, you, you, you have you have one of these. I do. I do. What does what does what does a seven hundred mile range mean to you? Well, here's the thing. That, like when you said that, it, it really surprised me, and I was trying to understand where that was coming from. Because when we think about range mm -hmm. in, in, in electric vehicles, we often just equate it to kilowatt hours available, 
right? And that's usually just the amount of sure. storage you have. Now, in these trucks, yep. because I fill it up and and pay for it for every every other week or so, you know, I you're able to get around a 22 to 24 gallon tank. You know, and it varies based on the the trim. But um, that's, you know, about 16, 17 miles per gallon. That's about just under 400 uh, mile range. That's pretty much what the F-150 that, that I see, you know, all the time has. Now, to get a 700 mile, you're talking about not quite double and, and not yeah. by integrating a boatload of storage. It's not a plug-in hybrid. You're not, you know, you're not adding in No, it's got it's 1.5 kilowatt hours. So I, I little, really... T- little, t- little tiny battery. It really doesn't... I don't understand it, to be quite frank. And, and, I, and I tried to think of it after you said that and before I was looking at it in the, in the context of uh, the XL fleet guys at MIT that we had on the show maybe six months ago, mm-hmm. right? And what they do is they integrate a, a small, you know, electric motor uh, directly into the the, the drivetrain, right? And yep. they they have they have a battery pack, and it's it's bigger than that. It's like a, something like eight or ten kilowatt hours, and they have a plug-in varietal which is bigger, like fifteen kilowatt hours. So they they have loads of energy, and they're able to create, you know, similar kind. Because I did the math when we talked to them, they're able to create uh, similar types of gains, maybe a thirty percent, forty percent gain. But how did how are they doing this with that small amount of kilowatt hours? I feel like we're missing something here. I, I, I don't think so. I mean, it, like I said, it, it literally is just for those those points that you're going to it, the engine would. I mean, it's all drive by wire, right? It's, it's you're, you're not actually pushing a pulling, pushing a cable anymore when you step on that gas pedal to control an actuator that squirts gas into the engine. It is all controlled by computer. So the computer decides when you push the gas pedal, the computer decides, well, should I use the actual fuel? Or can I use this electric motor that's also tied directly into the transmission? That's how mm. this thing works. Um, so if you have a lot of battery power and you step on the gas, chances are it's not going to use as much gas or not at all to get the response yeah. that you've you've requested. Yeah, no, and they have, gas, a, and, and, and they have in that vein. There's a there's a gas there's a gauge because this this is the EcoBoost system, right? And the EcoBoost system is a turbo, and so they have a gauge, uh, and they show you you can be at a given moment using like getting 30 miles to the gallon. And that's when the RPMs are very low. So if you're able to kind of keep those RPMs low by switching at a moment to an electric motor, uh, that's a really interesting Mm -hmm. system. And I don't think we ever discussed that type of a system. Does this make sense to you, Brian? And and, and I do, and I do, and I do, and I do, I do. I do want to. I want to point something out. That's the Ego Boost that exists today. This new hybrid is called the Power Boost, and I think that's actually a little bit of clue to what it's doing. Ah, uh, the Power Boost. What do you think, Bry? Is any of this kind of uh, jive with some of the, the your Prius experience and some of the hybrid stuff out there? Yeah, it's awesome actually because that the hybrid awesome. goes on that 3.5 liter twin turbo V6, which is already a great engine right. uh, to begin with. And you know this this truck is kind of neat too because. Uh, it's got a it's got the pro power on board which can empower it says a small construction site which is yeah um it has four bedside mount 120 volt 20 amp outlets uh with a single 240 volt 30 amp outlet i mean that is that is all all built in you know no more carrying around a generator with a site no risk of someone stealing the generator out the back of your car <laughs> yeah i mean ford is you got to give them some credit they've really thought about this another thing that's kind of neat too if anyone has worked uh, with a pickup truck in the sales environment or so, they have a gear shift that folds down and it folds a little table forward so you can set a laptop on it. I mean, that adds a lot of functionality right there. Yeah, yeah this is meant almost as like a home office. <laughs> right. And it uh, is. I mean, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, a lot of cool stuff. On the, I noticed on the bed, they even have like a sawhorse kind of thing where they can, can put clamps on it so you can do, you can, you know, you can do, make cuts and things like that to, to lumber. Yeah, I think, I think those, those are, those are options, but yeah, I mean, all this, all this stuff exists, but the point is that like that they, they sell almost a million units every year of these trucks. They, they go everywhere. I think the hybrid is going to be attractive to a lot of people, which is going to put a big dent in fuel consumption across, across the nation. Um, but most importantly, it's, it's the first real step toward, um, that, that all important electric pickup, right. That we keep talking about and, and do keep that in mind that that the the full electric F-150 is still slated for the 2022 model year. So not this year's, but next year's. The full electric version. Yeah. That one that was, that was, uh, towing the train in the last commercial, right? (laughs) So yeah, yeah. (laughs) very good. Very good. I love F-150s. Okay. You wanted to, well, what's going on with Tesla? Didn't they put a uh, solar system on one of the roofs or something? Um, yeah, Tesla's, um, been talking with the, the Lightyear, um, 
vehicle folks for a long time, and they finally did the solar roof integration thing. Now, this is for the Model 3. Um, they're going to be offering it. It's not actually available yet, but you're you'll be able to get this model three with a little solar roof realistically this is not going to power the vehicle it's much more for um you know the the teslas do things for for creature comforts like they'll continue to run the air conditioning mm. uh or the fan uh they have like the dog mode right <laughs> which 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 make does climate control while you're if you're not in the vehicle uh with a big display that says my dog's okay just to don't don't break the windows and call the cops um but but that that's what this panel is really meant to do it's meant to offset those energy demands so you're not draining your battery for all these little extra kind of things sure exactly that all right all right let's uh let's chat a little bit where are we at 121 about ready to head over to uh enphase let's just touch on enphase real fast jay uh i know that in solar power world online they uh they were a, announced a new AC module partnership, which isn't new, but this is with uh, QCells, a great company. And, uh, you know, they're doing more of these AC module partnerships. Basically, you get these, these uh, I suppose they're ensemble, right, Mo- uh, the ensemble products, that, and they're being integrated directly into the panels themselves. Um, these are 345 watts, 19.5% efficiency. These are pretty, uh, pretty serious things. I mean, and then, of course, as they have more and more of these relationships in place, then when people go for storage, they're going to be looking directly at the ensemble storage system. Now, I know the company has been getting some kind of play in the markets. There's been some dialogue. Brian, you want to touch on that with us? Yeah. Uh, so if um, for simple purposes, if you're if you think a company is going to go down, what you can do is you can sell the stock short. You're basically borrowing shares and you sell them on the hopes to buy them back cheaper. And the market is a is a tug of war between those that want stocks to go up and stocks that people that want stocks to go down, and everybody has an opinion. And the beauty of it is that uh, you can publish information and put facts out there and reports and try and convince investors. And yeah, the they, let's let's not say facts. <laughs> okay, okay, good good point, Jay. Um, you can you can put opinions out there. And so a company came out uh, that issued a negative report, and they said that. Uh, 39% or $205 million of the company's reported U.S. revenues were fabricated uh, via artificial accounting and so on and so forth. And then the stock went down, you know, 15% uh, that day, a little bit more actually. And then uh, they they actually left out some information that was relevant and pretty important. And so the next day, a lot of what's called the sell side analysts, the brokerage firms came out and said, well, we're going to dispute this and so on and so forth. But it's the beauty of a market that lets you do that. And and a lot of people think that selling short is bad and selling short is negative. But the shorts actually have to do a better job because stocks generally go up over time. And so this is kind of unique because uh, the stock did bounce uh, up on those reports and they were able to show that that short seller report was factually missing some information. Um, but also in the last uh, week and a half, there's a there's a company called Wirecard. It's kind of like Germany's equivalent to PayPal, sort of. And it's it's a pride and joy of Germany. And Wirecard, there's a short seller named Roddy Boyd, who I've known about and who does great work. And he said it was a fraud. And it's like, you know, Wirecard came out and there's $2 billion that they cannot find that was it was like a vapor. And so the company is probably going to go out of business or so, but it's a big shock. And they're audited every year by Ernst & Young. Um, the point is that short sellers call stuff out. And in this environment, when, when things start to go down and the world's a little bit leveraged here, this is when you find out about the uh, stuff that may not be as clean as you think it is. So don't think a short seller is necessarily bad because they could bring you good ideas and notice stuff that others aren't noticing. They're keeping the market honest to a certain degree, I guess. Uh, you know, and it's uh, it's what I found uh, cool about this. I mean, this was an accounting conversation. It wasn't a technical conversation. But of course, Enphase is a company that is kind of right up there on the top of our minds all the time. And there's this dialogue. I'm kind of moving towards technical here before we go to commercial. But there's this dialogue of which of these companies is providing the strongest value proposition, the best energy efficiency, the best longevity, the efficiency and energy creation and transmission, and the best overall uh, longevity, right? And there's a pretty robust dialogue, so much so that the central inverter guys, the micro inverter guys, and the DC optimized 
optimized guys. That would be like DC optimized would be like Solar Edge, Micro Inverter would be like Enphase, and uh, Centrals, the you know tried and true old Central Inverters would be like SMA, for example. They're all making the case that they're the best, right? <laughs> and it's and the more we read about it, the, the harder it is to kind of figure out you know uh, where what wh what is what is the reality. But we're going to be exploring that more and more. And a company like Enphase, in my view, definitely on top of that list. And so that I'm glad to hear that that two billion dollar that short sell information that it wasn't actually accurate. That's what you're saying that they 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 were they were righted by Prescient's Point Capital Management after they is that the ones that 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 sh which are the ones that actually criticized them? Yeah, yeah, that uh, it was Prescient's point. But but to be specific, Josh, and and you're right, this is just a financial discussion. It has no bearing on the technology, but they it. They didn't refute, and and that's not uh, that still may be a question, but they refuted some other factual stuff, you know, such that they the report didn't mention that a lot of the business comes from SunPower. So how can you not even mention that? Uh, right. One of their biggest, yeah. So, anyways, um, interesting. But there's and where there's smoke, there may be fire. But but so the it beauty, starts the to, company it starts to make people look even deeper. Is that what happens in this type of an exchange? It does, and it's beneficial. It's beneficial for the market. Short sellers are benefiting. Uh, now, there's of course, there's unscrupulous short sellers, right? But the bulk of them have to be, they're actually generally smarter than the long guys, mm. you know? And the short sellers on Tesla, I mean, they've they've pointed out some very good <laughs> and, and some very, they're very accurate stuff, and they've asked some very uh, deep questions that have yet to be really be answered by Tesla, but... Uh, Anyways, don't just think they're negative because they do provide some value in a discussion. There you go. If someone wants to get in touch with you to learn uh, more about how to navigate this market, what, how, can they, how can they reach you? Sure. 808-873-3247. Uh, That's Brian Thomas of Fairwinds Wealth Management. Thank you very much for that, Brian. All right, let's head over to our commercials. We're going to come right back with Kyle Cherick of Solar.com. Kamaaina First is an exciting new program supported by the County of Maui Office of Economic Development to bring our local community together during this difficult time for businesses. To see all of the Maui County special offers, visit kamaainafirst.com. Or if you're a local business owner, then share your great offer for free. Visit KamaAinaFirst.com for a participant registration form. And join the Kamaaina First Facebook group to stay connected. Kamaaina First, locals supporting locals. EnduroShield glass protection is the cost-effective way to help protect your PV investment, reduce cleaning needs, and help maximize power production. EnduroShield prevents etching, helps reduce soiling and debris buildup. At only two molecules thick, EnduroShield is optically clear, UV transparent. A one-time application provides up to 10 years of durability. To learn more about the coating, visit EnduroShield.com solar. You can request factory application or on-site by certified technicians like the team at Perfectly Clear. In Hawaii and for on-site applications in Western U.S., visit PerfectlyClear.glass or call Gary at 808-280-9422. That's 808-280-9422. Sundrum Solar is the manufacturer of a revolutionary thermal collector that fits on the underside of your standard PV panel to maximize energy capture per square foot. The Sundrum Solar Hybrid PVT system combined photovoltaic and thermal holds the world record for peak efficiency, capturing an astounding 86% usable energy. Learn how Sundrum Solar vastly improves electric, heating, and cooling economics at sundrumsolar.com. All right, fellas. So we're here at the Midwest Solar Expo on the Verbella platform. Kyle Cherick of Solar.com. Kyle and I we met a while back, uh, and w when we were talking about Pick My Solar. Thanks, Josh. Uh, great to be chatting with you guys, and um, we're doing really well. We're excited to be here at the Midwest Solar Expo, and uh, just an amazing uh, virtual conference world. And uh, glad to be traveling to a, a actually you know a virtual world conference uh, during the time of COVID. Yeah, no kidding, man. It is really interesting. Uh, and I got to tell you, for me, it's, it's, I guess from Jay and Josh's perspective, uh, you know, we are walking around and it's kind of like, this is an easy way to do the thing we do. <laughs> I, got, right. I, really, I really dig it. I'm not, you know, sweating and hungry and, you know, paying $10 for a coffee, but I am uh, able to meet everybody and talk to everybody and, and get a lot of interaction. So I'm pleasantly surprised in the functionality of the whole thing. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, exactly that. We've been talking about just how, how you can organically meet 
folks through this environment and and i think that's that's the one big takeaway i have is that it, it actually can work uh, obviously these people are all the early adopters uh folks that are willing to sit through the the uh the early the baby steps but i can absolutely see, see this taking off yeah it's fun stuff all right well let's dig right in here kyle you've got a really amazing company that you are uh, promoting and bringing to market and, it, and we were just talking you know off air uh, about how important it is for a place like Hawaii. But give us a sense of who you are for people that haven't heard of you guys before. Let us know where you're going with all this. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that's right. So I lead business development for uh, for Solar.com, which is a brand of Pick My Solar Corp. So a lot of people in the industry may have heard of Pick My Solar. We've been around for about six years now. The crazy idea that we had, you know, six plus years ago when we got started was, hey, can we actually sell a $30,000 rooftop solar system in a 100% online experience, uh, you know, and never actually go to the house, never actually meet the customer face to face, but actually put the entire experience online. Um, and not only that, but we wanted to do it where we were in a position where we're, we're, we're always um, kind of looking out for the consumer's best interests. So we set Pick My Solar up as a managed marketplace um, where our only goal is to get the customer the best deal for them, help them find the right equipment, uh, get bids from any installers. Uh, we do the system design. We have over 150 installers who are active on the platform across the country. And uh, we, you know, Again, we do the design and pull all the, the, the bids from the installers and then we rank and score those bids and uh, we present the top three options to the homeowner, walk them through with our energy advisor on a call to walk through you know, differences in technology, warranties, uh, costs, financing, get everything finalized and then uh, right natively in our portal they can uh, pick the bid they like, they can uh, click one button to add an energy storage option. Um, and then they can go right into their contract. We'll review the contract for them, make sure they're fully comfortable with everything. And then they sign it right in the portal and uh, we send it off to the installer. And we uh, actually have a post-sale customer success team that stays involved all the way through co um, construction and, and nice. online date to make sure that everything goes smoothly. Customer has a great experience. Uh, and that's really the, the value that we're bringing to the market is that you know a lot of installers are amazing at local uh, permitting. They're great engineers. They're great at construction. They got multiple crews, um, but they're not always great at, you know, the most slickest online, uh, you know, marketing and sales experience. And so that's, uh, that's what, what our kind of unique value add to the industry is. And uh, it's been a great partnership with tons of installers all over the country and, and just expanding that brand uh, all, all around the world. And um, now we've had the opportunity to bring solar.com under our brand. And, and so that's really our new direct to consumer brand. And, and then we have other kind of marketplaces that we power for utilities that are, that are powered by pick my solar. What a, what a URL you have there too. Solar.com. Jay, what do you think about that, man? <laughs> Yeah, that's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there, one, of, what, one of the one of those things one of those things I really should have bought when I was in the internet technology <laughs> stuff in the early nineties. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Kyle. Um, you know what you just said from the perspective of a fellow that has been a solar installer, right, for mm -hmm. uh, nearly a decade, uh, residential, and gone through the NEM to post NEM transition. Uh, mm -hmm. The value proposition of something like your service is really clear to me. And then when you said about, you know, certain companies, a lot of companies can do, you know, great at permitting, great at installation, but it may be challenging some of the sales process, right? One of the major conclusions that me and my partner that we're in this business for about a decade together was companies tend to do either operations well, or they tend mm -hmm. to do sales well. Right. And it's very unusual to see a company that does both well. Uh, right. And, you know, so it's, it's really, it really kind of comes to your point, right? I mean, that literally is two guys that built the company and, you know, geez, I installed uh, on some of Jay's family's houses, right? Over the years and then arrived at that same conclusion. So it's, it's, it's really great to see that you're, you're providing that value proposition. So let me ask you this. You're in 50 states. You are, that's, where are you uh, seeing interesting activity around the U.S. right now? Because you must have a really interesting kind of viewpoint, right? You know, it's interesting. So um, some things have happened here in the last year where we're we're really expanding to be a nationwide um, service. And that's that's something that we're undergoing right now. So we are onboarding installers in all 50 states to, to get them those all states fully active. Um, that's part of the reason I'm excited to talk to you guys is because Hawaii is definitely in that list of states that we're literally right now onboarding to uh, to start processing leads. Yeah. Um, 
but we, you know, it's fascinating. We, we, up, up until very recently, we were focused on like the top kind of, you know, eight to 10 markets of, of sol most solar activity in the country. You know, a lot of the Northeast states, the West Coast, uh, a little bit of Florida, um, you know, some others here and there. But um, yeah, it, it was fascinating, right? It's like, you know, the market has been strong. And then you have, you, you have these compounding forces in each direction, right? So you've got, um, you know, say like California, right? We went through 10 years of incentives for solar locally at the state level. And that went from 2004 to 2014, 15. But we actually saw an acceleration of the growth of solar even after those local incentives were gone because prices had come down so far, right? Right, right? And then, and now we're starting to get, you know, even states that are less, uh, you know, lower electricity prices, solar is becoming more and more competitive. And now you're starting to, you know, the, the federal incentives going away. In some markets, they're saying like, you know, Illinois, New Jersey, Virginia, you know, all these newer markets are saying, hey, we want to catch up with the New Yorks and the Massachusetts and the Californias and everyone else who's way ahead of everyone on on deployment. And so they're spinning up new state level incentive programs, which is which wow. is great. But it's definitely a mix across all states. And, you know, the one thing I would say is that, you know, my the, 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 the trend that we as a company have kind of been tracking over the last several years is is, is we kind of pulled this from Mark Andreessen. He published the famous essay in 2011 around, you know, he said software is eating the world. And when you look at this industry, energy is broadly, I don't think anyone who's really paying attention would not uh, would disagree with the statement that solar is eating the world. Uh, compounded by the fact that we have, you know, energy storage is grid bacon, right? It just makes everything better. It makes the 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 electricity more flexible and valuable. Uh, and then you layer on, you know, ele electrification is efficiency, and that becomes the game changer. Is that we're moving to, you know, a highly electrified, highly renewable, both transport and building uh, electrification. Uh, all powered by solar and, and energy storage, uh, as well as the mass renewables, other renewables that are going to be on the grid as well. Yeah, you got the vision, man. Did I hear you say energy storage is grid bacon? Oh, yeah. You haven't heard that one? That I one's great. That, I like it. <laughs> that, that, I'm, I'm not going to take credit for it because it's a green tech media research uh, coined phrase from some of their conferences. Uh -huh. But. I, I heard it a couple times at their conferences, and I just will not let it go because it's oh, so yeah. good. It's gonna, I, I can feel it. It's going to pop out a couple times on the radio show now. Why don't we do this? I would like to get a good sense of your website. Can we walk through this together? We, like I said, up until maybe two months ago, we were focused on kind of the top 10 solar states in the country. And now we're rapidly onboarding. And we've had a wait list, honestly, of, of over 200 plus installers who've been waiting for us to open up in these new markets. Um, but if there's any installers listening, you know, we'd love to talk with you guys. You can go to pickmysolar.com uh, or solar.com. I believe they're at the, at the footer of both pages. There's a section where you can start the application process to be an installer on the platform. Um, but to get to kind of, you know, your question is essentially what we did is we've built a lot of advanced uh, solar estimation tools and, you know, typical lead you know, generators, you know, they're doing very, very basic, uh, you know, estimations. We're doing like very advanced estimations. So literally just with our estimation tool that you can get um, on our website fairly quickly we're looking at the address we're looking at the lidar data coming off your roof we're virtually placing panels even at the estimate stage we're we're sizing a system based on what you tell us your local electrical load is we're, we're, or, or your 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 monthly bill amount is we're actually sizing a system in real time to to meet an offset there um, you can add a battery right at the estimate stage and we'll show you how many hours of backup you're going to get um, with that much battery capacity uh, and then if you say, hey, this is interesting, you know, I see the economics, I see the cash option, the loan option, you know, whatever it might be with financing, I actually would like to go forward and get actual bids. Then you just, you know, register on our platform and, and we schedule a call with an energy advisor that's a solar.com employee. And that person's going to be with you throughout the entire shopping experience. They're going to ask you about, you know, any parts of the roof that you don't want to put solar on or, or you're particular about. 
make sure we account for you know any uh, increased load like are you planning to get an ev or have a baby or have your parents move in with you you know do we need to make sure we size the system right we can show multiple proposals for those scenarios and then once we get you know your utility bill uh, linked up with our uh, our software and also take your main panel box pictures then we actually go and design the system um, so we do a full system design um, and we pull all the bids uh, from our network of installers. We rank and score those bids. We show the top three to the homeowner, and then um, you know we'll have a bid review call with our energy advisor and the homeowner. You know, again, walk through all the differences and all the equipment and the warranties and the financing, and they make a final selection. And DocuSign, you know, pops up in our portal, and you know we go through all those protections there, and then they sign the, the agreement, and we're off to the races. Wow, there's a lot there. So do you, uh, the contract though is between the uh, client and the installer, is that correct? Or is, are you the That's correct. Contract yeah, so we're, we're hosting a contract. It's typically a standard contract by state, but all of our installers have a chance to review it. And um, you know, they, they have to accept that contract as a, a binding contract that, that's gonna be populated with their name on it. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a standard contract by state. And then uh, it's a contract between the client and the, and the installer. So um, I got it. So one of the things that I've, uh, I've I've kind of pondered, I guess, over the years has been the the complexity in being national for, I guess, a solar installer. And a solar installer sure. in the past, that definition meant someone that installed and sold, right? And so, and in complexity, because you have diversities of building codes, utility interaction, you know, standpoints or processes, yep. you have uh, timeline differences. You know, there's just a lot of diversity there. I think it's one of the challenges for any kind of trade that's trying to do a national, like getting a national presence. So I guess the, the the fact that you're focusing on the the front end process and the customer relationship kind of gives you that opportunity to be able to do that more seamlessly than if you were doing both. Does that sound about right to you? There's certainly a lot of research that goes into opening every new market. That's why we don't take that process lightly. You know, we've, we've got, you know, legal research, technical research, utility interconnection research. We've got incentives that are, you know, varied by market. There's all sorts of uh, regulations we need to make sure we're following right. on the sales side. Um, so there is a fair amount of complexity, but, um, but that's part of the reason why we really do feel that the best partner for us on our platform is the strong regional local installers who've you know been in their market for five plus years they've installed hundreds of projects they got great relationships with the utilities and the local ahjs and permitting authorities um and and they're just the experts and and, and yeah. they do what they do best and and you know we don't pr presume to know the the you know the absolute uh, details of every single market but as we spin up in new markets we assign market managers to become experts about those markets to make sure that we're properly selling those systems uh, on behalf of our installer network. Got it. Got it. In an environment where we're starting to see post-NEM states, right? Like Hawaii. Okay. Uh, where you have self-supply as a, as basically your, your only, or your, your pretty much your only option. There, there's some yep. backfeeding and different tariffs, but for the most part, it's only option. And, and assuming that other environments are going to go that way eventually, you know, how do you navigate that? That's like, it's, it's really, um, you know, we've seen the process of trying to model and create return on investment metrics and schedules and, you know, presentations and, you know, really challenging because there's assumptions and, and especially in an environment where not only is it post NEM, but like Jay and I were in uh, SPI in uh, Salt Lake this year. And mm -hmm. I think we did maybe somewhere between six and eight all in solar plus storage solutions and, you know, uh, even when you start digging into the, you get, you're even at the master level here, right? You get into the, the warranty issues and the different chemistry issues. For the most part, it's, what is it, NMC, right? Uh, that is the, the main one. But how do you, how do you, how do you wade through all that with? And, and, you know, Hawaii really has been a great leader for the nation. I mean, I'm fully bought into the, the saying that goes around that Hawaii is a postcard from the future in terms of energy, because all the issues that, you know, mainland is going to hit when we hit higher penetration, Hawaii hit really early because they have very expensive power because of their resources and how they generate power. And, and just that they, they got to, you know, 20 to 30% adoption pretty quickly. So it's funny because I remember as that that transition to to no uh, export happened is that you know batteries weren't quite there yet in terms of being a, a mature and cost effective technology that you could just you know self supply and put the energy into your battery um, you know four or five years ago definitely um, was not there 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the, the ingenious solution, right, was to, to hook up the, uh, the hot water heater to, you know, dump all the extra excess uh, daytime energy into that. And then you just sort of, you know, you, you can do it, you can um, bleed it off essentially with, a, with a, an adjuster on the temperature Shifted that, that just makes sure it adds. The company. Yeah, it adds, yeah. you know, cold water to some hot water if it needs to not burn or scald a, a shower person. <laughs> um, so that's a great solution, right? And it makes a ton of sense. But I think what you're going to see increasingly is people want to generate their own solar and they want to use more solar because it's way more cost effective than anything the grid can offer. Um, and so you're going to see more electrification across the home. So um, whether it's electric radiant hot water or, you know, the new efficient uh, heat pump hot water units, you're going to see those increasingly become more popular. You're going to see, you know, instead of natural gas pool heating, you're going to see electric pool heating powered by by solar. Uh, either, yeah. you know, I mean, solar thermal really is offsetting typically natural gas, but you're going to see it on PV as well. You're going to see people, you know, saying, well, I'm going to make one of my two vehicles is going to be a fully electric and it'll be my 100 mile vehicle 200 mile vehicle and 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 maybe my other car right. stays stays gas for now and that's nice. totally fine for me and then you know more of their pv system can can be can fill up a, an ev charging station and then you layer on the the batteries and the batteries is really where we see complete flexibility of of, of storage um, the costs are coming down the costs have come down the costs will continue to come down i think these are relatively simple um, you know, technologies and they're, they're benefiting from the economies of scale that the vehicles are getting and that lithium ion in general is getting. And there's just so much, you know, massive capacity and volume in that industry coming online on, of cells and then battery packs that you're going to get to, you know, very cheap. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if in three to five years, if a, a fully installed, you know, uh, power wall to equivalent is, uh, you know, five grand all in, you know, like, like wow. everything included, which, you know, of course people talk about that price now, but re realistically when we're seeing actual install costs, when all the components are included, you're more like 10 to 12 grand right now. Right. Amazing. When you say, is that pre-tax credit or a post-tax credit number you're talking about? Yeah, I would say pre. I mean, again, this is three to five years out looking out. I, I think these are relatively simple s systems. It's commodity, commodity components, there's some, you know, intelligent integration that happens and there's a lot of software being built to optimize it, but there's an entire industry that's massively scaling up to, to do just that. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm really excited for you guys to roll out in Hawaii. And if you don't mind, I want to focus a little bit on Hawaii because I can sure. imagine right now, uh, and I asked this question from the perspective of, uh, you know, Hawaii people that will be receiving bids, right? Friends of mine that are calling me up right now. I'm like, Hey Josh, can you help me put it in a solar system? And I'm like, I'm out of that game guys, you know, I'm out <laughs> of that game, <laughs> but I know these guys. <laughs> so, you know, the, um, but if let's say you're one of my friends that called me last week and said they want a solar system and they're about to put out a, they're, they're going to talk, talk to three or four, get their three bids kind of thing. Um, sure. and in this environment, I think they might see a, you know, the predominant one would be a, a power wall. Uh, they'll probably see a solar edge LG. They may mm -hmm. see an end phase ensemble because there's, I, I know they're starting to, uh, uh, pitch out here at this moment. And, um, th let's say there's a, I don't know what, what Jay, you picked the last one. I mean, of course there could be a, a blue ion or something like that, but I mean, let's say there's a Panasonic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was right? going to say the Panasonic is probably the next one you're going to see popping up a lot. Right. There's a lot of new media out there on Panasonic and their new, uh, the new warranties and stuff. So let's say yep. that, you know, you, uh, Kyle, that you're in Hawaii and you know, my buddy, Michelle, who just called me last week is on your site and then boom, you got 10, you know, proposals for a seven KW with, you know, all this diversity of storage. How on earth do you handle that? I got, and I asked that question, you know, I try sure. to ask it as tenderly as possible. Cause I got to tell you, I don't know how I would handle it. When they <laughs> asked me, I was just, hang on a second, you know, wait six yep. months until this shakes out. Cause I really don't yeah. know what to recommend. <laughs> no, I hear you. It's a great question. I think for us, you know, we're not um, dictating equipment. We trust our local installers and the relationships and the experience they have to get properly trained on all the equipment. We do definitely look at bankability and balance sheet. And so that's where some of the consolidation in the energy storage industry over the past, you know, two or three years has been really beneficial because, 
you know, you have Panasonic acquiring, you know, an energy storage uh, inverter manufacturer and, you know, consolidating and updating their product offering. And that's a great product, right? You know, there's going to be a lot of installers who are going to say, yeah. I love Panasonic modules. I, I want to be able to offer the energy storage. It's a great balance sheet. It's a good technology. I'm going to bring that offering. You know, you've got tons of um, of, of Enphase installers who've installed their equipment for years, know how it works, know how to make it all talk together properly. And they've done, a, a, I think they're on, you know, Gen 3, version 3 of improving the product there. LG's got a great product, like you said. They're, they're doing a new generation. Um, the Powerwalls, you know, actually has a fairly robust network of, of non-Tesla installers that, you know, we have a lot of actually Powerwall installers on our network that, that we sell a ton of Powerwalls. Um, and so... You know, we let the installers dictate their equipment and their pricing, and then we rank and score all of the, the quotes and the bids, and then we show the top three to the homeowner. So we're always going to have a couple different options for the mm. homeowner on equipment mm. and pricing. Wow. Wow. That is, I am stoked to see some of this. I want to do it, man. It is very, because this is the type of stuff that we've been discussing for years, right? And it's kind of master level, being able to uh, wade through that sea of, of super tech and then you know, find out what's going to create the, the best value for the consumer. So I think it's really great. Jay, do you have any questions you want to ask? Um, not, not a question so much as a comment. I, li I like you may, early on you said that it was a uh, you, f you follow through. It's, it's a good point of contact for um, the, uh, the homeowner after the fact, this, this after service component. Um, it's almost like a better business bureau for solar installers. That's <laughs> what went through it, my head. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's a really um, important part of the value proposition that's not always immediately apparent up front to a lot of people. But the I can tell you right now, our utility partners love that piece because mm. What we're doing actually in, in, in a lot of cases, um, you know, we actually offer what we call our TriGuard guarantee. So, you know, anyone who goes and gets quotes, they're going to get some kind of equipment warranty, which they may or may not know whether or not it's a good equipment or a good warranty. Um, they're going to get some sort of installer workmanship warranty, right? Um, we're scoring both of those things in the bid process and ranking the bids. So we're, we're checking, you know, is it a quality uh, manufacturer? Is it a quality warranty from the manufacturer? Is it a quality and, and lengthy, um, you know, installers are actually increasing the length of their workmanship warranty on our platform to make sure they stay competitive. Cause otherwise if they have a very short workmanship warranty, a better option almost every time. Mm. Um, and then the last piece that we layer on for the, the, the tri portion, tri guard th three parts is we're providing a one year energy production guarantee because we're designing the system and we're showing the customer what the savings of that system is. We actually say, hey, if it doesn't produce, you know, what we say it's going to produce in the first year, we're going to cut you a check at the retail rate. Mm. And if we miss something major, like a major tree or the system wasn't installed properly or, you know, our installer messed up, you know, you would see that in the lost production in the first year. And so that's us really putting our money where our mouth is and standing behind our, our commitments to our customers. Um, and so that's a piece that goes along with the, the, the post-sale successes that we, we assign a um, kind of a customer success manager to every customer that um, they're not the project manager, right? The project manager is, is with the installer, but we're actively engaged uh, with that, with, with the customer and the project manager, because as you know, in construction, you know, stuff comes up and, you know, sometimes installers aren't great at getting back to their customers and they go quiet. They get, they get overloaded. They go, they go, they go silent. And it's like, customers like, Hey, what's going on with my system? And we're always there to provide that extra support such that if anything's, you know, not done properly, we have the ability to step in and say, Hey, Mr. Installer, you need to fix this for the customer. Otherwise you're going to be on hold on the market. And that's a marketplace power that a customer by themselves just doesn't have. Oh, yeah. yeah. We may be providing 20, 25% of that installer's deal flow for the month. Wow. That yeah. That's, is that's, a... that's a lot of leverage and, and incentive to keep it uh, above board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that part. I like that part, Kyle. Thank you for bringing that up. But that hadn't occurred to me, actually. Uh, that's that's really valuable. It's a valuable thing. Very good. Well, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I'm excited. We talked maybe a year ago, Kyle, and it was uh, it, you definitely kind of populated my mind with these possibilities. And you had mentioned you were looking at coming to Hawaii soon, and now you're you have Solar.com, and you're 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 here in Hawaii, and you're building out relationships. So if there's anything we can do to help you, you keep us in mind and let us know how we can support. Because I think what you're doing is really 
important, uh, especially in a post-NEM uh, world out here in Hawaii, and not to mention in an environment where energy resiliency and energy security and saving money has become all the more important, right? So it's kind of this yeah. time where it's just absolutely critical that we get this right. You know, we, we go from our 20% adoption rate to our to 40%. And we go and we're in an environment with our utility scale where we're going from, you know, 30% to, 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 to 80% in the RFP phase two out here. So all this ramp up, but it'd be great on the, on the, on the resi side to be able to get some good transparency and keep things moving nice and smooth the way you're talking. I love it and I appreciate your time today. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. And I, I, first off, I just want to say, I think you guys are doing tremendous work. Uh, I love the content that you guys are putting out. Uh, it's great for the industry, both consumers and, and inside the industry. Having been on the solar coaster myself for now, I think this is year 13. Um, it, it's, uh, it's been good, and, and I appreciate what you guys are doing. Hey, cheers for that. We don't get that every do, day, so that means a lot. Do appreciate, do appreciate that. I want to give you a chance to shout out again. I mean, obviously, solar.com is, is pretty obvious. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a domain. Um, but give a shout out. Where where exactly are we in the process? Can can residential clients you, just sign yeah. up right now? And okay, you can go to solar.com and you can get started. Uh, we we have a, a process right now for them to get started, and we're gonna we, we're actually in the process of, of turning on some of the installers right now in, in Hawaii. Um, so that that'll be live. Um, but yeah, would love to to have anyone visit us at solar.com. You know, send us feedback. Find us on Twitter or LinkedIn if you if you want to connect there as well. I'm happy to connect. You can always follow me uh, on Twitter. Uh, you know, I'm at Kyle Cherick and, uh, and then thesolar.com is our, uh, our Twitter handle. Got it. Fantastic. Uh, well, we look forward to seeing you out in the Hawaii marketplace and, you know, have a great show here at Midwest Solar Expo and uh, yeah, man, keep in touch. All right. Sounds good. I'm going to give you guys a little uh, send off dance. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jay, I know you want to. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Excellent. Hey. Excellent. All right. Aloha. Very, very much. Very much appreciate it. All right. See you guys. That uh, that was Kyle Cherick of Solar.com, and that dance plays a lot better in a, in a visual medium. Let's just put it that way. It's inside the virtual world, and you hit a hit a function key, and boom, you're dancing and you're doing a little thing. So very cool. I really like the the notion, especially in light of recent events, of an organization that can have some leverage in the industry to help kind of keep you know the thing moving along, <laughs> right? So uh, uh, great to check out Solar.com if you want to learn more about uh, about what they're doing. They are rolling out here in Hawaii presently. Hey Brian, you guys something to uh, share about your experience calling a polyakla yeah i just i just called them uh at the 745-1055 number and their voicemail said that peterson dean uh is in bankruptcy but their uh, polyakla solar is looking to do have a reorganization and they said july 1st they're going to be coming back and they'll uh, be able to get back to phone calls and get back to customers and so on so july okay. 1st is when they're looking forward to trying to come out of it so by basically by next show ish, right? I don't know what's the next show. Is it on, on the first July second? Uh, we should be able to uh, get get an update on that. That'll be. I know some people probably are have some big questions for that. So also want to make a, a a quick quick note that Pulehua uh, Pulehu. Palehu, Palehu Solar uh, is having its virtual public meeting, 6 p.m. July 13th. Uh, this is one of the awards from RFP Phase 2. It's a 40-megawatt uh, solar system with a 160-megawatt-hour battery. That's just a lot of panels and a lot of batteries. It's on 363 acres, uh, Mackay of Palehu Road on land owned by Haleakala Ranch. You can check that out if you go to longroadenergy.com slash Pulehu. That's www.longroadenergy.com slash Pulehu. You can sign up for that and be a part of that Zoom meeting on July 13th at 6 p.m., uh, which should be pretty uh, interesting to see all the details. There is a uh, overall uh, layout and some uh, information, some lo location information on their website. I'm looking at it right now. Just signed up. So thank you, uh, folks, Jason and Brian, for a great show about solar.com and everything else and we look forward to our upcoming uh, next week for all a bunch of cool things we are the solar coaster we're sponsored by uh, maui office of economic development fairwinds wealth management sundrum solar uh, as well as uh, solar edge and some other great companies enduro shield and perfectly clear glass i got it have a wonderful weekend and aloha friday <laughs>